It's Arjun with a short update this week as I am traveling to the home of golf and site of the 150th Open Championship. I want to make nine points, which matches my handicap index. I didn't start playing golf till I stopped at Goldman seven or eight years ago. So totally happy with the progress. I wanted to get to some key themes from both recent research as well as takeaways from this trip. I think first and foremost, as an American, thank goodness for that combination of shale oil and gas, as well as Canadian production. We are balanced in our supply and demand for both oil and natural gas. The latter, we're actually an exporter. That, of course, is not the case here in the UK or Europe more broadly, where I'd say a climate-only ideology has run rampant. I want to be clear, I support decarbonization efforts, but they cannot come at the expense of due consideration for energy availability, affordability, reliability, and security, none of which really exists here in the UK or Europe. Second, I suspect the relative maturity of the North Sea means greater investment spending and even less hostility from their local enviro extremists probably wouldn't make a huge difference to UK or European balances. It does mean there should be a greater desire for more cooperation and more flows from the United States and Canada. We already seen that on the LNG side, and I would say both Canadian oil and gas should be part of the solution. Third, in the US, oil and gas development can coexist with climate and environmental progress. It is not, it is not about gutting our enviro or climate rules at all. But we do need the political class to basically walk and chew gum. We need to push back against American pipeline and infrastructure obstructionism while striving to make American Canadian barrels and MCS methane free and ultimately net zero on scopes one and two. Fourth on the sector, I am realistic about the short-termism that comes with the institutional investor dominance of the sector. I expect commodity prices to be super volatile this decade and during times of weakness, perhaps recession related, it would be normal to expect corrections, potentially meaningful corrections to occur. But if I could simplify it, energy troughed at 2% of the S&P 500 in October, 2020. It is now back to 4%. And based on its expected 2022 earnings share, it should get back to at least 7% of the S&P. And in my view, in coming years, we'll get back to over 10% double digits of the S&P. Fifth, on a long-term basis, despite the sharp rally off of all-time lows, the sector is still very out of favor. Returns on capital are on track to be sustainably better this decade. Free cash flow and returning cash to shareholders has replaced production growth as the competitive lens balance sheet strength is returning, and the wrong mindset that this is a sunset industry, especially in the USA and Canada, it's simply wrong. US and Canada are about 23 million barrels a day of a 100 million barrel a day market. We should be the last barrels produced and a much larger share of the energy pie going forward. Sixth, there's still very little competition for capital in traditional energy. Euro majors are out, mainstream private equity sitting out this funding cycle, NOCs and IOCs are going in different directions. Who's left to invest and when do they come back? Seventh, with no competition and still lots of doom and gloom about the ultimate fate of traditional energy and what is on track to be a multi-year, possibly decade-long energy crisis era, I think it's an as interesting a time as any I can remember in my 30-year career for new capital formation. 
if you have a good idea and can find a sponsor, it's an interesting time in the sector. Eighth, we all owe a big debt of thanks to the oil and gas industry workers. Go visit an oil field or refinery. These are not easy jobs. They require hard work, attention to health, safety, and the environment. On Wall Street, you mostly interact with senior management. They too are needed, but make no mistake, it is the working class that does the hard work to ensure I have enough power to shoot this video. Ninth, Skyland is the home of golf. These Lynx courses are spectacular. There's no comparison to golf anywhere in the world. So we're gonna end this update here on our last day at Crail Golfing Society uh, in Crail, Scotland on the coast of Fife. With a personal note, we have taken some compelling footage of UK energy. Uh, mostly the first two days at Leaven in London, some exciting offshore oil rig and windmill technology. For all of you that are sensitive types out there, relax. It is meant for entertainment purposes. Thank you. And here we have the recurring problem of windmills obstructing an otherwise beautiful Scottish landscape and golf course, yet they're not moving. Now, um, it is, I don't know, 11 o'clock in the morning, but still, hopefully the people of Leven do not need internet this morning. Some good news here for the town of Leven, as you can see, and offshore oil rig. Great news. Let's just take a look at the windmill situation. One is blowing. One is still blowing at a moderate pace. But if we scan back to the left, we do have some backup energy. Thank goodness. I wanted to provide an update on the windmill situation. We are on the Beautiful 15th uh, par three at Leven now. It's about 1.15 local time. You see the wind has picked up and one of the two wind turbines is actually moving. That's good news for the people of Leven. There will be at least some ability to recharge some devices. And you can see uh, in the foreground, the uh, 18th green, as well as the uh, clubhouse. But good news, the wind has picked up and we are seeing our first windmill action. There we go. Um, as of, let's see, it's about 11.30 in the morning. Uh, not moving. It is a pretty non-windy day. Uh, hopefully the London Golf Club, it, that may still be in Leven actually, is not dependent on these windmills blowing because they are not blowing. And would you look at that? What a beautiful sight this offshore oil rig, ensuring that the town does get some power. Okay, this is the wind farm we noticed at Leven that was not blowing about 10 minutes ago. Just discovered a second wind farm, and if you look closely on the far right, there is one blade mildly turning, uh, and the other one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, maybe eight turbines in total, seven not moving, one moving slowly. And uh, just ahead of you, what a beautiful second hole. I'm just about to tee off and play that. Fortunately, I do not require power, um, at least it's not the charging kind for the next hole. Good, good, good thing. This is the top of London Lynx par three 12th hole. There is our beautiful oil rig. 
check out this golf course. Oh my gosh, what a special place. And are we blowing? No wind power right now. Fortunately, the wheel rig is there. And I did just hit a beautiful six iron. And here we are, just outside of Kings Barnes. Uh, great golf course, by the way. Actually, I'm kind of between Kings Barnes and Crail, uh, which I just played and love Crail as well. And you can see uh, another onshore windmill, not moving uh, an inch even. And I can tell you, it has been windy out here today. I, I had a flush five iron and was 10 yards short of a green that I absolutely nailed. So I assure you it is windy, yet for some reason, no action on the Kingsbarn windmill.